Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He's a friend of mine. He's a great doctor. Inspiration.health is the website. Dr. Jesse Lopez. Jesse, how are you? Good to see you again. Hey, Joe. I'm doing great. It's glad to be back. Yeah, really, really good to have you on. I'm going to start with something that we have not talked about. I hinted to it a little while ago. But the biggest star power couple right now is Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs, not far from you, and uh, and, and Taylor Swift. Now, yes. recently... Aaron Rodgers, who's injured, he's uh, the quarterback for the Jets now, called Travis Kelsey Mr. Pfizer, which I thought was actually kind of <laughs> hilarious because Kelsey's out there promoting these shots still. And either today or yesterday, he responded to being called Mr. Pfizer by saying, listen, I stand by it. I just got my, my next booster. I'm doing it to keep myself safe and my family safe and those around me safe. Jesse, maybe I'm stupid, but like a year ago or two years ago, we started talking about how it doesn't keep you safe. It doesn't keep anybody around you safe. It is, of course, still contagious, whether you've got the shot or not. Is this guy just a, a pawn? Does he not know that there's all sorts of medical research where Pfizer itself has admitted they never even tested to see if it stopped it from being contagious? Well, I'm really concerned for him because if she breaks up with him, he'll get his heart broken. Or if he keeps taking <laughs> these vaccines, he might get his heart broken. So, right. you know, that's kind of a bad deal. Um yeah, it's definitely misrepresentation all the way around. Actually, there was a very significant study, Joe, that just came out. We put up on our website. There was a forensic analysis of 38 deaths that occurred within six months of individuals receiving the Pfizer vaccine during the Pfizer trial. And this was an independent analysis, Joe. And guess what they found? They found that these deaths that were present were never reported by Pfizer and when they analyzed these deaths, these deaths were due to cardiovascular events from the Pfizer vaccine, which meant that there was a 3.7-fold increase in deaths in the Pfizer study that was never reported. What is that sick. tell you? That is sick. But, but even further than that, which is disgusting, and they should be prosecuted over that, in my opinion, here's the problem. Travis Kelsey is a star athlete. And athletes are the ones that, are, that you're seeing the myocarditis come to fruition and kill or, or harm them even more so than the regular person that doesn't go through that spike of adrenaline that you and I have talked about before, McCall and I have talked about before. My problem is that young football players, young athletes, look up to this guy. They're going to listen to what he says, and they might go, Mom, Dad, I need that shot. Because it's a good thing Travis Kelsey says so. And maybe people who are fans of, of Taylor Swift will say the same thing. Hey, the guy she's dating, big-time athlete, six seven, big star making millions, he says this is a good thing. I, listen, I realize he's probably not educated enough to know that what he's saying is wrong. My problem is those who are impressionable who look at this guy as a superstar. It's absolutely abhorrent that this kind of influence is out there because you also have parents of young children who see a superstar like this and think, oh, well, this superstar is recommending it. I'm going to go get myself and my children vaccinated right away. It looks so easy. It looks so glamorous. It looks so masculine. I'm going to go get this done. But I would want to remind everyone that also there are pictures on the Internet 2017 of Travis taking a knee during the national anthem. So these kinds of things I want parents to really take into context. Don't base what you're doing for your family or for your children yeah. based on superstars. Base it on real science. Don't be falsely misled into the incentives that are potentially out there. For parents, like when they had the lottery, if you get vaccinated, you could win the lottery or you can get a free gift card to Subway. The danger is also that physicians are being incentivized. Even today, Joe, I sent you some information about an insurance company, an Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield, 
who is incentivizing physicians to give the COVID-19 vaccine to their patients, and they're making significant bank if they do so. Some physicians, if they get 75% of their clients vaccinated, could earn an additional $150,000 plus a year. Wow, come And this on. is policy statement. This is not... This is not this is not something that I'm making up. I yeah, but Je- yeah, but no, Jesse, I, I hear you, but but again, I'm not. Listen, I'm not the brainiac that Travis Kelsey is, obviously. But why would the insurance company benefit monetarily physicians that push a, a drug that we know is harmful? Insurance companies actually will have more insurance claims potentially through myocarditis and other side effects because people are taking it. How do they benefit? Is big pharma paying insurance? Well, Big Pharma has been reaping the benefits ever since day one, as has hospitals and major corporations through which these physicians are employed. Through the CARES Act, as you know, there was incentives when patients went on the ventilators, when they received remdesivir, there were additional checks written for these hospitals, and most of these physicians are employed by these corporations. So they have to march to that drum, and there are incentives that are passed down to basically push this whole agenda forward. And so I'm calling it to attention of your listeners so that when they go in, they know what they're dealing with between all the social media manipulation with the whole Travis Kelsey and Pfizer situation, with physicians being manipulated and given incentives by the insurance companies to push a vaccine. Why would you ever potentially question giving a vaccine to a patient because of a potential adverse effect if you're going to get 150 to $250 per patient for a new person that's vaccinated. That's exactly what's in this COVID-19 vaccine provider incentive program directive. Where has medical ethics gone, Joe? It's gone out the window. Well, it's out the window, and it's, it's out the window for, for profits. And thank God, you know, you're still out here telling the truth, and others that I have on the show will tell the truth as well. Uh, it, it just really blows my mind how dim-witted some people can be. But again, unfortunately, we look up to these stars, and we think that we have to make our decisions depending on what they say. By the way, you've got a study that you shared with me today that out of just this past August, there's another study proving that the vaccine doesn't prevent infection. We know that, and in fact, natural immunity is probably better. Absolutely. This study just came out here recently in October, and it showed that the bivalent vaccinated group had a statistically significant higher infection rate than the unvaccinated group. So this is just one of many papers that have come out. This will also be up on the website. When we just even last time we were on your show, brought up a paper that showed basically the very same thing among among healthcare workers and those that were, quote, up to date on all of their vaccines actually were getting more and more infections than those who did not have the vaccines or who had only had one vaccination done. And the reason is that there is so much data coming out that's being ignored about how these vaccines are adversely affecting the host immune system. There was another study that just recently came out that we've also put up on our website about the innate immune uh, suppression that's occurring with the COVID-19 vaccinations. And this particular article that was published in Food and Chemical Toxicology, Joe, called for a comprehensive risk-benefit assessment of these vaccines. This is just one of many learned journal articles that are out there that are relating these dangers. It is Dr. Jesse Lopez. Go to inspiration.health, inspiration.health. He does telemedicine as well. All of these studies that he's talking about, he puts up on his website. It's a a great treasure trove of information. Make sure that you stop by inspiration.health. Women have been saying that their cycles have been affected adversely, that their fertility has been affected adversely from these vaccines from day one. And now you've got another study that shows that abnormalities for women in in that area of of their body 
is certainly something that you can say has to do with these shots. Fill me in. So this particular study came out of Norway. And what this did was it analyzed premenopausal women, uh, women who were postmenopausal, and women who were perimenopausal. And what it found was when you combined the total number within those groups, that 30% had adverse effects to their menstrual cycle after receiving these vaccines. So when you're thinking about the women that are still potentially in reproductive age, you become very concerned that it's going to lead to increased spontaneous abortions. And there is, in fact, data that supports that. But the narrative is coming across that this is safe and effective for women who are pregnant to take. And yet when you look at those particular studies, the statistical data is constantly flawed. And it's funny how in the United States, every study that comes out about the vaccine is beautiful and the vaccines are great and they're safe and effective, but all of the data that shows the significant potential harm are coming from different countries. So other countries are really pressing as to what is going on with these vaccines and why are we seeing these problems. But this was one of another a source of of many articles on abnormal menstrual cycles because of the mRNA vaccines. Jesse, why is that? Why are other countries doing it so much better? Maybe even specifically to Sweden. Why did Sweden never lock down? Why did they never shut down? Why did they never put masks on? Why did they never force vaccination? What did they know that nobody else knew? Well, I think it has to do more with the way that our political system is set up. When you are basically a director of the FDA, And then you can go on and become involved in the pharmaceutical company as an advocate for the pharmaceutical company. Then there's conflict of interest. And we've seen this in medicine for years and years and years. Well, there is not that type of tie between the CDC or the FDA with the other foreign medical agencies. And this is even evidenced recently when um, um, uh, Dr. McKernan, he's a a molecular biologist, uh, proved that there are DNA plasmids within the uh, Pfizer um, vaccine samples. And because that DNA is above a certain level, it really falls into the category of gene therapy. If it stays under a certain category, then they won't call it gene therapy. But these DNA plasmids are above that level. So the European Medical Association has asked Pfizer for further explanation why this is so. And to date, Pfizer has not responded. I have not heard of the FDA asking Pfizer, why are this? Why are the, there a higher number of DNA plasmids within your vaccine? The FDA isn't asking these questions. Why is that not happening? It's because it's political. Because there's a revolving door between the FDA and, and Big Pharma. Uh, Big Pharma, he said. It's uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez. Go in uh, and check out his website, inspiration.health. He does telemedicine. He also has all these articles up on his website. So people just want to know, what should I do? And they do trust you. You've been on my show a long time. Those who have gone to you trust you. I trust you. So what should we do? There's this new variant that's out that does, according to McCullough and Malone, had them both on. Uh, they both said, yeah, no, this is not anything to worry about. This is ridiculous. They're making something out of nothing. Uh, and by the way, the government's already bought all the vaccines or the, the shots, whatever the hell we're calling them. They've already bought them all, and they're pushing it that we should all go and get it. So, A, are you worried about the new variant? B, should anybody go and get the shot? No, unequivocally, no. I would not have anyone get any of these mRNA vaccines. I think they're dangerous. I think they've not been proven to be safe. We have plenty of data of them causing significant injury and harm until we have a definitive risk-benefit analysis that's open and honest. I would not recommend it to anyone. And I would stand by that with all the data that we've presented over the years. 
Secondly, in my clinical practice, we are seeing these variants, but they are mild. The patients are doing very well with just routine therapy and the supplements that we're utilizing on the few of the cases. I've utilized ivermectin or Medrol dose pack when it seems to be a little more serious. But most of this is confined to the upper respiratory tract, sore throat, maybe a runny nose, tiredness. Folks get over it very quickly. And there are protocols. Dr. Rano McCullough has covered it multiple times. The FLCCC has several protocols. We follow their protocols, plus we've added several other things to it as well that has uh, basically made it something that is very, very treatable, turns around very quickly, matter of 48 hours. Uh, patients are much better and on their way. Since this was released on Society back in 2019, it looks like, and this came from the Wuhan lab, this isn't me making it up, it's true. Um, since this was released, is this now one of these viruses like the common cold or the, or the yearly flu that is going to be with human beings forever now? Absolutely, 100%. Hmm. And the thing is, is that if we stop pressing the boosters and we stop pressing a vaccination every six months, we will be able through our own innate immune systems to be able to be on top of this. But when we keep vaccinating into the pandemic, we're asking for more and more trouble. A great article that I sent you, and it's up on our website. Well, it will be up on our website because it's being peer-reviewed right now. Okay. One of the antivirals that's being promoted, and it's an EUA drug called Molnupavir, it's very similar to Paxlovid, has been linked to SARS-CoV-2 mutations. So if you're bringing forth medications and you're bringing forth immunizations that are suppressing the immune system and allowing for variants to develop, we're never going to get out of this thing. Here's the paper as well. I like to bring it up and show it to your viewers that are watching right there. It shows. So I, I want to dumb it down because I'm, I'm way dumber than you are. You tell me that all the time. I want to dumb it down a little bit. So in other words, you've got the virus and let's say I have it. If I have these shots that we're talking about, the happenstance of that virus saying, oh, well, here's this shot, let me mutate and be something different, is much higher than if I just had natural immunity. That is correct, but also one step further. There is research, and Pfizer even had this data clear back in 2022, where they showed with persistent mRNA vaccines that the body begins to develop a different type of antibody, predominantly called IG4. IG4 is a very mild antibody and it makes it um, harder to suppress the virus. So that's why those who get two original vaccines and they get a booster, then they get a booster, aren't producing the right types of cells to be able to fight it. So that's why we're seeing studies in the literature that are showing that the vaccinated are the ones that are going to the hospital more. They're the ones that are getting sicker. They're the ones that are getting it over and over again. Whereas most of us who have been unvaccinated get it. And we just think we have the sniffles or a little bit of cold and then it's gone. And we don't even really realize we had it. And the medical professionals that are pushing this stuff, big pharma that's pushing this stuff, they have to know that stuff, right? They have to know what you just said to be true. Well, some, some of our colleagues know it, but they just refuse to do anything about it because they don't want to be uncomfortable and take a stand. Some of our colleagues don't really read the literature and dig into it, so they just do what they're told by the corporation that they work for. However, there are those of us in private practice that really want to do what's best for our patients. So we're going to dig into it and really make sure that it's the right thing to do. And, you know, I come from a great heritage of that. Do what's right. Take a stand. And, and if you do that, you'll always come out on top. Unfortunately, that ethic has been lost in our profession because if you're being paid money to force a particular vaccine upon a person so you can get paid, you've lost your ethics.
It is uh, Dr. Jesse Lopez, Inspiration.Health. Go there right now. Jesse, we've got a few seconds left here. By all means, I want you to talk about your dad, Jesse Lopez Sr., who passed last week. Um, just give us a little something on your dad. I know that he was he was suffering from a, an ailment for a while. Just, just fill us in. I know he had a huge impact. He really did. He was a great man. He really encouraged me that I could become a physician. I had the honor of hearing his very last heartbeat with my stethoscope. And, you know, I would not be holding that stethoscope if it weren't for him. And it's because... He did teach me to never give up. He did teach me to take a stand, do what's right. And if you do what's right, you'll always come out on top. And it really served me well during this pandemic. And I never compromised because of that upbringing. And so for that, I say thank you, Father. I appreciate you. And I'm going to carry on. Well, he gave us a great son, and certainly we hope that he rests in peace. I know that he he was somebody who enjoyed that you came on my show, so we'll certainly miss him uh, watching and listening as well. But but again, great words for him, and, and I'm glad that he, he motivated you to be who you are because we love it. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. All right, my man. That's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Go to inspiration.health. Go see all these studies. He does do telemedicine. Jesse, we appreciate you. We'll talk soon, my friend. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me today. It's the end of the week. I'm not seeing Michael McDonald tonight, but I will say pop culture. Whoop. Dirty pop. Hi, Paula. What's happening? Talk to me. So you're familiar with those ring cameras, right? Yes. All right. So the company that makes us those cameras is doing this, uh, I guess they're calling it a million dollar search for extraterrestrials. Basically what they're saying, if your camera somehow captures, you know, some aliens, you could win a million dollars. Everybody's talking about aliens lately. It should be easy, right? I mean, you would think, especially, I mean, those things can, you know, they get triggered and <laughs> you capture something. Will aliens that? trigger them, though? Will aliens trigger the ring camera? Very true about to find actually you know they're gonna be flooded now with people like making pretend making believe it's gonna be actually pretty interesting polo thank you sam thank you gotta go have a good weekend bye this is the joe pegg show